0: A very warm welcome to part 2 of the Beyond the Zero end of year special with Ben and Seth. In part 2 we speak to Elijah Moss, Gabriel Blackwell, Bram Presser, Megan McDowell, Ian Smith, Michael Winkler, Avner Landis and many more.
1: have gabriel blackwell and elijah moss i know that gabriel's calling in from the pacific northwest uh where's elijah based
0: elijah's from tennessee
1: tennessee all right excellent so we've got one of my semi-country people i hail from the pacific northwest myself let's listen to what they have to say
0: thank you so much for joining me elijah moss and gabriel blackwell on the end of year christmas special how
2: are you going
3: Oh, very good. Thanks for having me. I'm doing uh, excellent right now, Ben. Uh, thanks again for having me on the show.
2: And both of you are living
0: in places where it's getting nice and cold. Should be some snow around. Um, how's life um, in the Pacific Northwest, Gabriel?
2: Uh, it's uh, it's cold. Yeah. We just had a, a big snow yesterday um, for most of the day. Uh, and I think it's supposed to warm up a little bit, but not much. <laughs>
0: And Elijah, you're in Tennessee, aren't you? How's life there?
3: Yeah, you know, I'm just going to summarize it by saying it puts a new spin on the phrase, people in hell want ice water. (laughs) Nice
2: one. All
0: right, Um, Gabriel, let's start with you. Can you give us some of your highlights of 2022 in reading?
2: Sure. Um, So uh, among the, the best books that I read this year, um, were a couple of books published in previous years. Elfrida uh, Jelinek's Greed, um, which is, I think, my favorite of her books. Um, and then also uh, Dag Solstad's Armand V, which is absolutely my favorite of his books. Um, and then a few books that were published this year, I read um, and very much enjoyed Jan Fossa's Septology, the last two volumes of which were published this year by transit books. Um, and then in the lead up to reading the septology, I did read, uh, basically all of FOSA's fiction. And so I will also mention, uh, two titles from his backlist, uh, boathouse and a at the fire, um, which are, uh, I think my favorite FOSAs. Um, I also read, uh, from 2022, uh, Elaine Gaudi's A World With No Shore, uh, which was published by Zero Gram Press this uh, March, I believe, um, in a translation that I, I think uh, came out in Australia last year or the year before, um, and it is a French docu-novel that I found really compelling because it is not hermetic. It, is, it doesn't take itself as the authority on its subjects, um, and so there's a great deal of uncertainty and doubt in the narrative, uh, which I find really appealing. Um, And let's see, uh, two more books that came out this year, Ravi Mengla's The Observant, a short novel that tonally reminded me of uh, Rodrigo Rey Rosa's uh, The African Shore. Uh, Rey Rosa was a disciple of um, uh, Paul Bowles. um, And uh, The African Shore is uh, very Bowles-esque. and so I would say if you liked either Ray Rosa or Bowles, um, you will like the observant and vice versa. Uh, and then finally, also from 2022, Adam McComber's fantasy kit, a collection of very short fictions. Um, I think most people would categorize as uh, queer horror, um, a really, really good book. Uh, especially for people who like both Robert Aikman and Brian Evanson. um, And again, super short fictions, Uh, just really, really interesting book.
0: The Observant, I read that earlier this year. It is a fantastic
2: little book, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, Are you familiar with Ray Rosa?
0: I've read one of Ray Rosa's books, but I haven't read any more. So I think I'm going to have to get my hands on
2: that one. He gets, and like at his first couple of books, especially the African Shore, show the influence of Bowles quite a bit. Um, But as he gets um, more and more mature, his books get very interesting. Mm. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan.
0: Mm.
2: I haven't read a bad book by him.
0: Excellent. Okay, done. That's going on the list for sure. All right, Elijah, what about you? I know you've read a heap in 2022. Do you want to tell us what you've read?
3: I'm going to probably condense my list to, like, the significant uh, high, high marks, but I just want to say I haven't heard of any of these offers before <laughs> that that, ben, that uh, Gabriel's read, and I think that's kind of awesome. Like, yeah. it just shows, despite this heaping list, like how much more there is still to read. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um. I'd say significant highlights were, of course, 10 drum and 2,666 in the earlier part of the year. Those were like foundational long-term reads, both of them uh, for my own cultivation, Uh, as well as the tunnel laughter in the dark. I just read today. Uh, Ulysses was for better or worse, I'd say important to read. It's a masterpiece, sure, but I, I do have gripes with the project of modernity as envisioned by Joyce's utop- uh, utopian uh, methodology, I'd say. Um, Age of Wire and String, I thought was an excellent like uh, combination between short fiction, omnibus, and a novel's concept. Almost uh, remind me of Calvino's sort of like approach to the anti novel. Um, course, there's Rilke's Notebooks of Lardis Brig, beautifully poetic book. Almost every word and sentence and metaphor leaps out of that book and just takes you to where language was fought impossible. Um, And letter on humanism, uh by Hidecker was very uh, important on my language studies this year. And rereading Hox's uh classics, Travesty, Lime Twigs, Second Skin, and Cannibal, uh, as always, with Hox is just an absolute delight. It just enriches uh the understanding of his sort of like weird status in the post-war uh, fiction uh ray of offers that much more clearly. I'm finally, of course, I read City of Glass by Paul Auster. That was a great uh, postmodern neo-noir twist. Um, There's some chapters I still remember vividly. It's been just absolutely great.
0: Before I let you both go, I'd love to hear about what you've got coming up for reading in 2023. Gabriel, let's start with you.
2: Sure. So um, I've already read a book that's coming out next year. uh, Catherine Gammons, The Martyrs, The Lovers. Um, very similar to the Gaudi I mentioned earlier, uh, also based on uh, factual material, uh, also sort of delightfully uncertain um, and unwilling to draw conclusions. Um, so, and also for that matter, beautifully written. Um, I'm looking forward to Jen Craig's Wall um, coming out uh, from Zero Gram next year, um, and I'm. Um, I, I'm still looking forward to reading Marguerite Young's Miss Macintosh, My Darling, which had been scheduled to be reprinted this year by Dalkey Archive. Uh, and then I think because of some sort of uh, production issue has been delayed to next year. Um, I do hope it actually comes out next year because I am very eager to read it.
3: Um, yeah,
2: looking forward to all of those.
0: Okay, brilliant. Um, Elijah, what about you? What are you looking forward to?
3: Uh, the Corey Spectre Complete Collection. I uh, just got that recently. It's a huge book, a uh, huge amount of short stories. I'm looking forward to seeing through and seeing uh, a new voice. Um, Infinite Jest, I just started today. I'm looking forward to seeing where that takes me. Um, I want to say I was almost turned off not to read it by the Dave Eggers preface, but, you know, start reading the actual book. It's actually pretty good so far. Mm-hmm. Um finished reading The Combinations by Louise Armand, uh, someone who else you've interviewed and recommended to me. Uh, about 109 pages for that. It's pretty great. Um, and probably Middle C by William H. Guest. I'm probably going to reread it from the top and reread Gravity's Rainbow of that Annotations Guide I showed you earlier.
0: Brilliant. Okay. That sounds great. I will let you go. Thank you so much for joining me on the end of year Christmas special. Thanks for
4: Thank having you, me, Ben. Man.
0: Do we have some highlights here? What have you got?
1: Jan Fossa Septology. Everyone is frothing over that slick new hardcover that Transit mm-hmm. Books just put out. I will admit I've got the three-volume set that they put out uh, last year, the year before that. But mm-hmm. um, this new hardcover that everyone's get, oh, it is crisp. Yeah. Drawn me in.
0: It's very good. What else have I got to say? Elijah. Elijah's always got plenty of recs. Um, Not going to go through all of them. Age of Wire and String by Ben Marcus is something that people speak up really highly. I still have not read it, but I would love to.
1: I've Um, been recommended this one personally i can't remember Mm. who told me to read it but it's it's nestled in my brain somewhere that i know this is something that i need to make time for the looking at his whole list here he covered a lot of ground this year he did tindrum 2666 the tunnel ulysses and had gripes with the last one there i think (laughs) i think everyone has gripes with ulysses the first time they read it yeah myself included
0: yeah and hawks lots of hawks which i think that I've still got a few Hawks left to read, so I do have to get onto those. One of the other books that Gabriel was looking forward to, of course, is Miss Macintosh, My Darling, which hopefully will be out at some point.
1: So that's what I was going to say is, what do we think? Is it actually going to make it out next year? Dahlke, I love you guys. I got complete faith it'll come out at some point, but it has been pushed back a few times now.
0: Yeah, it's um a big book. I know big books have uh, a lot of work that goes into the publication of them. But yes, it's pushback, I think, too. I saw like my pre orders has gone back to June or something now, June 2023.
1: Look, to be honest, I've got such an enormous stack of things to mm. read in the meantime. It's not a huge deal. And I would much rather they take the time to get it right than to rush it out and then have an inferior product, you know?
0: While we're on that, can I just give a massive fuck you to all the people who complain about these things getting pushed back? Because... Like, get over it, people. Grow up. Grow some balls.
1: All right. I want to jump on the fuck you bandwagon because I agree (laughs) with that one. But the second one as well is people who go on social media to complain about typos in advanced readers' copies. (laughs) Dude, it's an arc for a reason. It says uncorrected proof right there on the cover. (laughs) Chill out. Uh, I've blocked a few people on Twitter for that. Anyway. (laughs) What? What is Elijah looking forward to Um, turned off by the Dave Eggers preface of infinite just. Okay. So I got two copies of that book Mm -hmm. and the first one I actually finished was the one with the Dave Eggers premise preface. And I don't remember anything in that being, problematic or turning me off in any way. Do you remember that piece particularly well?
0: I haven't I haven't got the Dave Eggers edition. I've just got the the, you know, that massive kind of paperback edition that's way too big to read. But um I don't know. But Dave Eggers seems to piss people off. I don't know why.
1: All right. Speaking of people who are gonna piss people off, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. He also said he wants to read Gravity's Rainbow with the annotations guide. Mm. Now I'm gonna assume he's referring to Weisenberger here if I may so boldly step out on a limb, I think Weisenberger's guide is overrated. I think he gets the granular line by line details very well, but I think he entirely misses the forest for the trees and doesn't actually give you much of a clear lucid sense of what the book is trying to do on a broad scale. I think if you want a companion to that, that does a much better job of kind of telling you what it's about, go with Catherine Hume's book, Pynchon's mythography, or, Who's the guy who wrote Domination and Freedom, the Gravity and Gravity's Rainbow? I can't remember the guy's name, but um, Chris talks about it in his YouTube video. Both of those books are worth reading more so than Weisenberger, if I do say so myself.
0: Good advice. All right. Mm. Let's see who is next.
1: Uh, we have Ian Smith from Wellington. Oh, yeah. This, this is just basically my list fed <laughs> to by someone with a better accent than me. So <laughs> let's hear what Ian has to say.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, Ian, on the end of year
5: special. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. So excited to be here. and um, I've been listening to your show for a long time, of course, and um, I'm just so honored to be here.
0: I'm getting massive shelf envy from your shelves behind you, but how's life in Wellington?
5: Uh, life's pretty good. Um, just kind of running down to Christmas um, really here, and, you know, there's lots of, it's a pretty hectic schedule just in the run-in. Um, with lots of lots of work thing going on lots of lunches and then just lots of family stuff too so that's generally a busy time but um I do squirrel away a little bit of time to do a bit of reading
0: one of the things uh that was one of my highlights earlier in the year was seeing your stack of books I think you posted in January maybe it was of this year just a brilliant stack of books going on from that what are the books you've really enjoyed this year reading
5: um well I mean just starting out with books that I've that have actually been published this year that I actually managed to read this year which is a rarity um it won't be any surprise to anyone on Twitter who follows me that um I really got into the logos this year by Mark De Silva um that was that was amazing to read um I kind of really identified with this concept of um selling out or being co-opted by the money machine um which is the general theme of the book which kind of inverts what happens in the recognitions i suppose a little bit um, and you know i mean i like a big book and that just the writing in that book just blew me away you know it was like watching um it's like uh, painting and close-up you know the way that it's written i think seth uh, of waste mailing list referred to hyper real and you know that's kind of like that's so true you know um such an interesting book with so much going on so yeah I love that one. Um also from Tasmania um Waypoints by Adam oosten was a real um pleasant surprise to me took me into you know took me into areas that I completely wasn't expecting um, lots of diverse themes um, that are all strangely interconnected and drawn together with a bow tie. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, On a similar theme to that, well, I I suppose it's not that similar, but um, St. Sebastian's Abyss I enjoyed as well by Mark Harbour, um, which is, um, I think, I was laughing out loud a few times during my read of that book, which is a kind of satire of Academic rivalry and um, one-upmanship. Um, yeah, that's that's an uproarious read. That just uh, you know you destroy that in a couple of days, I reckon, because it's got really sh- short chapters. But this really kind of obsessive, painstaking repetition that um, really brought to mind Thomas Bernhard um, in the way that it's written. So yeah, love that. Love that book. Um, I have to give a shout out to some 2022 books that um I haven't had a chance to get to just because they've arrived late or I just haven't got to them yet but I feel that if I had read these books they would be on my list and that's Solenoid of course Antagony um The Remembered Part by Rodrigo Frasan. I've only read the first in the trilogy but the third of course came out this year so I'm very keen to read that um I'm very close to finishing Doomtown by Gabriel Blackwell and I've been loving that book. Um, just long, intricate sentences and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a real um, downer type tenor to it, which the, the, the title of the book alludes to, of course, but um, that has surprised me as well in a number of ways, um, just what does happen in that book. Because I had no expectations, and I I generally avoid um, learning anything about anything too much about the content of books generally before I get into them. I like a surprise. Other books that, um, like, I suppose not published this year, but I really enjoyed Bubblegum by Adam Levin. um, That had some scenes in it that had me laughing out loud. Um, I would like to describe one of those, but I'd, but it'd be just too much of a spoiler. Mm. Um, I loved that, um, and I will definitely dabble into that again to read some of those scenes. I've got them earmarked. And uh, Monument Maker, which I know you've spoken of before. Um, I don't know what I expected of that book, but whatever you expect going into that book, it's not going to be that. It's, it took me places, that book. Very good.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I love that book. I love Bubblegum as well. And um, yeah, Adam Levin's new book, Mount Chicago, is also brilliant. So,
5: make sure Yeah, I, have, to that. I haven't had a chance to get to that. I forgot about that one, actually. Yeah, yeah. so that's on the shelf. Um, yeah, that'll be earmarked 2023, if I'm
0: lucky. Perfect. Well, speaking of 2023, what have you got lined
5: up? So, um, Well, um, there probably won't be too many surprises with this, but the first two that I would mention are both Catalan novels um, that I found out about through um, reading Andre at the Untranslated, his reviews. So that's how I first became aware of them. You've got um, Garden of Seven Twilights, of course, which looks to be a massive proposition. I've seen it recorded as 888 pages um, on the Dalkey site, but I've seen another site that calls it 1008 pages. Mm. I suppose it doesn't really make much difference um, when you're getting into those high numbers. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to that, that's due out in March and also due out in March um, and it's Catalan as well is Summa Chaotica which is by Ventura Emetla, um, who I'm completely unfamiliar with, I couldn't tell you much about the book other than that I read the review um, by Andre and it just sounded amazing and fantastic. So I'm looking forward to that coming out. That's in March 2, um, published by Fum de Stampa Press in the UK.
0: Okay. I have not heard of that. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to check it out.
5: Yeah. So it's Summa Chaotica, S-U-M-M-A-K-A-O-T-I-C-A. Yeah, okay. sounds great. Hmm. Um, and then another another brick of a book is coming out from Dalkey around about June um or well, it might be may for americans actually but that's marshland by Otohiko kaja um and that's translated by albert Novak, and that's yeah so that's Dalkey, 960 odd pages and that sounds epic too so i can't really i can't really avoid that one <laughs> um recently learned about a book called the birthday party on twitter by Laurent Morvonier. Um um Moro Javier Cardenas had actually posted the first page of that book on Twitter and I'm sold with what I've seen. so I'll be I'll be looking out for that in January. Um, that's going to be published by Fitzcarraldo mm. And then um, even just before the show actually, I learned about a new book which I hadn't heard about previously called Lies and Sorcery and that's by, Elsa Morante, um, that's coming out from New York Review of Books um, in July next year, and that's being described as kind of um, a meld of Proust, Stendhal, and Tolstoy, and this great family dark epic of secrets and treachery. So um, somebody posted about that, and that just sounds intriguing, and, and it's another massive book that's about 800-odd pages. So, geez, wow. we you all the time, you know. I'm not so sure I need a table for fortune by William T. Volman with all those <laughs> with all those page counts and messing on my shelves. I don't know how I'll fit it all in.
0: <laughs> well, the Volman is one that I'm I've been looking forward to for ages. So I hope it, we do see it in 2023. But um that
5: would yeah be fantastic wouldn't that?
0: Yeah. But it, it sounds like your book reading card is pretty full for twenty twenty three already with all those oh, books.
5: Yeah, well, even like any of these, honestly, I've got enough reading there for probably three or four years. I'm not a fast reader.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: You know? Yeah, so, but, you know, it's all planning for retirement um, or Armageddon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the two, Armageddon retirement. It's,
5: yeah. 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 That's yeah. a happy place to be.
0: Very cool. or yeah.
5: Or possibly being washed into the sea yeah, well, it could be gradually with um, climate change, if I don't get to move, <laughs> well it
0: would be a massive shame with those beautiful bookshelves behind
5: you. Yeah, it would. you know that's the thing is, that's the thing about moving. If we have to I have to set up a, no, a new um, array of bookshelves at another place, mm. that's going to be painful, but um, oh well, needs must. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, and just enjoying it for now.
0: All right. Well, there you go. It's a climate change message. Save Ian's
5: books. Yes. Save my books. (laughs) (laughs) Here's Ben.
0: Ian is one of my favorite readers because I feel like he just has brilliant, brilliant taste in books. Yeah. I've just loved the books that he puts out there because um, he's just, yeah, like just such a great reader. But So logos, obviously.
1: Um, We could probably spend 30 minutes just riffing on this particular list Mm. here, but I would love to say that I am very pleased to see Someone Discover Bubblegum by Adam Levin. Mm. That was a standout book of mine from last year. It burrowed its way into my soul. I personally think it's the closest thing to Infinite Jest that I've ever read. Mm. Uh, I personally think it's better. Hot take there. You know, take it with a grain of salt, but I thought it was an absolutely phenomenal novel.
0: Yeah. I I think that Adam Levin is somebody who whatever he writes, I'm gonna pick up. Like personally, when I read Bubblegum the first time, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as my reread of it. The reread of it was just so good. Like I just But you did
1: reread it and that's what matters.
0: That's right. And when mm-hmm. I when I read Mount Chicago, I went back to Bubblegum and it's just a it really, really does work and it does have that kind of I think one thing that the instructions kind of lacks in a way is like an emotional center. I found that Bubba Gum had a really strong emotional center to it. And I think Mount Chicago is extremely similar in that way because I think it does have a really good emotional center to it.
1: So, I'd agree wholeheartedly.
0: Mm. All right. Who have we got next? So what's he looking forward to? No, so he's looking forward to some great stuff as well. You can take so, the first one. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to come up like 20 times here, but Garden of Seven Twilights is coming up next year by Palol. And that just sounds like a book that's written for me. I cannot wait for it. Yeah, uh, I was just going to
1: say, I am a sucker for nested frame narratives mm-hmm. and I am here for any form of Catalan literature at this point.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The Marshland book as well by Alfred, by Albert Novak sounds unbelievable. 960 uh, pages. I don't know about it. So
1: it's a big dalky brick, as I understand mm-hmm. it. It's another one of the large ones that they're putting out next year. That's right. Are we going to all gloss right. over Summa Chaotica by Ventura and Edler?
0: No, tell me about it. I haven't heard of it.
1: Uh, I won't be the one to tell you about it. Go to the lovely literary blog, The Untranslated, and he'll tell you about it.
0: Perfect. Awesome. All right, And as usual, brilliant list. Let's go over to our first live person. Um, yes, he is alive. But not that all the other people are dead, but Michael is here live. Let's bring him in. G'day, Michael. How are you going?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Very well.
1: Mr. Seth Winkler himself. It is a pleasure to have you this evening, Michael. Thanks for coming aboard. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, Ben. Uh, I don't know why you can only see me as if I was foo. but um, <laughs> hey. You know what? We have an absolutely wonderful view of the top of your forehead there.
6: <laughs> More like a five head nowadays, Seth.
1: I wasn't <laughs> going to be the one to say it. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, Michael. Do you want to tell us all your exciting news and tell us, you know, what you've been reading this year?
6: It's been a uh, a good year of reading. Um, It's been a good year of listening to the podcast. Uh, I, there's yeah. Look, it's it's hard to find the good stuff, and then when you do, it's so exciting. So a great example of that for me was uh, one of your guests, Ryan O'Connor. Um, the voids I had not come across uh prior to your podcast, and the voids is just it's it's a magnificent piece of work. It's um, it just soars, it's um, it goes really hard, but uh, at the sentence level, it's 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 exceptional, and so yeah, the the writing and the the thinking and the the care and thought in that novel, that was a real highlight of the year for me. Um, what else did I love this year? Uh, I love Train Lord by Oliver Mole. Um, I think that's a fascinating piece of work and um, taking more risks than, than most people in Australia uh, are taking. I know he's no longer in or not at the moment living in Australia, but um, uh, that, that book is set in Sydney and um it just, it hooked me, absolutely hooked me. Um, one book I want to mention that's actually a 2021 book but that I didn't read until this year is Hold Your Fire by Chloe Wilson. Um, the short story is uh, going off in Australia at the moment and um, books like this and She Is Haunted by Paige Clark, which was also last year. Um There's just, I don't think there's anyone in Australia that is going harder than Chloe Wilson in her short stories. She is, um, she's a marvel. Uh, um, I really liked Beth Spencer's uh, The Age of Fibs, a really original mind and um, beautiful writing, and um, lots of. lots of insight and apart from that um it would be the clever Tasmanians so um Tasmania is just oh, I don't know what to say at, um at, at, at the moment you've got uh Brendan Colley and Jane Rawson and Jonathan Butler um, um Amanda Lowry is is there who's, who's no slouch but um Adam Moosten uh yes. once was just a um, a thrill th- this year um uh, I, that's one that is going to to, to stay around mm. Ben Walter what fear was um once again sentence level that and and the voids that's the the greatest sentences that I read this year um mm. he's just a he's a really remarkable writer ben walter and i also uh, greatly enjoyed nimble lost by by robbie arnott who um uh it wasn't the book that i expected it to be but uh, i liked it a lot so yeah they're my highlights of the year
0: brilliant you have some great news as well uh regarding grimish which seems to just keep on getting new lives over and over doesn't it
6: yeah there was a, a beautiful review today, and. Um, the uh, Chicago review of books which was just a thriller minute but it's um, mm. coming out in North America next year through coach house and in the UK uh with uh, Peninsula there's mm. so, um, yeah that uh, continues to be um a, a very happy happy pleasure <laughs> Can you have a happy pleasure?
1: Yeah. I think I've seen the cover for the new edition of Grimish. That's the one where you've got the fella standing in the meat grinder and all the mm-hmm. words are coming out of it.
6: Yes, you've, you've got
1: it. Yeah. Uh, what it's an incredible <laughs> just summation of everything that goes on in there. I, it's, it's, I loved it.
6: It's a hell of a cover. It's lurid yellow. Um, It's sort of cronk gym yellow. And, um, and yeah, he's just getting getting ground and, um, and the titles coming at the bottom. So yeah, it's
1: been terrific. I've got the original edition here on my shelf, but I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to order that other one as well. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just, oh, it's too obscene to not have on here. <laughs> that is why we love you. So, um, you know,
6: <laughs> it's not hard to buy my love. Yeah. Really? Beautiful. I'll just say quick uh 2023 oh yeah we forgot
0: to ask you that yes, yes that's
6: right well I'll prompt you and I'll probably say the same <laughs> thing that everyone else says uh for me it's it's Prince Harry um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I assume right. I assume that's the one that we're all just on the edge of the seat for if however that isn't your thing and uh and maybe it is um, I'm fascinated to see that Puncher and Watman are putting out Jen Craig's new yes. book Wall, Wall. Um, and I think they're also going to um, uh, put out a couple of her uh, previous books, reissue them, and um, and one uh, that I am looking forward to a lot is Robert Skinner, who is. The funniest writer in australia um and i think it'll be his first book and it's called i'd rather not and that's coming mm. out That will be a black ink book i think maybe the second half of the year but um
1: yeah he is a very funny writer
6: brilliant
1: Excellent. I think you've just given us the definitive list of everything we need to read from Australia over the past year or two.
6: Mm. That's it, Seth. It's, you, you can just pack up now. That's right. It'll be a very short <laughs> podcast, but thank you for your service.
1: All right, guys, <laughs> this has been lovely.
6: Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for all that you guys do. And thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you. All right. Good to see you, Have Michael. Merry Christmas.
6: Same to you.
0: Let's go over to Israel. Let's go to Avner Landis. Ready?
1: Abner's calling. All right. Good day, Abner. How are you? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Good to see you, Abner. Hey, hey, everyone. Who's who <laughs> do we got here? So I'm we've, to...
0: we've got Seth here, and you know, with Matt. So, yeah, how's hey, it going? Seth,
1: how you doing? I'm doing quite well, my friend. Sorry if I'm confusing you. If the uh, the profile name on here says Emily, I'm using my partner's computer, but that's another <laughs> <Yeah>. story entirely. <laughs> I'm, right. no, I'm no one important like ben i just run an instagram and youtube channel and i'm just i, here to I talk know I know, I know who you are yeah, i know you who you are, are. <laughs> everyone knows who you are oh god <laughs> overselling me here
0: <laughs> how's sunday morning in uh israel
1: uh it's
7: good
8: it's good we had you know a lot of uh, big storm over the weekend which um which was kind of nice but um i don't know back to the warm weather again yeah uh, um but I don't know kicking off a new week you know sunday's a regular day here so that's right
0: get back to work exactly
8: back to work i guess yeah whatever whatever that is <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: do you want to give us an update on your work because your new book that uh, sounds amazing i'm really looking forward to it how's how's the progress going
8: it's great um i hope to be done you know fairly soon i mean what you know whatever that means um You know, I I think like three, four months, I'll feel I'll have a draft that I'll feel pretty good about and start showing it to people. And then I guess that that's the real test, right? Brilliant. Uh, Yeah. But I feel good about it. So that's what's important. Yeah.
0: Awesome. It's funny because I feel like you seated me like a whole lot of really great people, like when I spoke to you earlier. And Meiselman, you'll find will come up a few times within this little show because a few people have just. Highly recommended it for their reads of the year. It's certainly one of mine. So. Oh,
8: wow. Very cool. Oh, that's nice to hear. Uh,
1: Ben's been talking my ear off about it.
8: Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. If you, if you read it, let me know what you think, you know, via, via just a message or YouTube video, you know, either,
1: either (laughs) way. (laughs) Absolutely. You'll be the first to hear.
0: Cool. Well, do you want to tell us about some of your highlights of 2022 and the books you're looking forward to in
8: 2023? Uh, sure. Uh, I think, you know, because I was recently a guest on the show, uh, I thought I would really just highlight one book that I really loved since uh, most of the audience probably heard my other highlights. Um, so I really just want to talk about this book, which is uh, The Skin by Corizio Malaparte, which I think I yeah learned about uh, through your show through, I think Adam Levin, uh, mm-hmm. mentioned it. So, uh, you know, just give you, I guess, a brief idea of what it's about. It's, uh, about an Italian liaison officer who's attached to the allied forces who, you know, recently liberated Naples and now occupied it. Each chapter is an episode that shows the suffering, degradation, humiliation, and victimhood of the people from Naples, people laboring to live another day, The narrator, Malaparte, is uh, puckish, passive aggressive, always making shit of his colleagues without them ever quite catching on. What makes this book memorable is how it constantly sneaks up on the reader. As each chapter opens, the narration presents itself as a somewhat stock war novel. Think Graham Greene, straightforward, clear realism, but then there's a turn that catches the reader off guard. It's a turn to the absurd, the grotesque, both comical and horrifically violent, And as these absurdly grotesque episodes bleed into one another, the reader understands that liberation or any type of release or closure is not in the cards for the people of Naples or the reader. To quote from the book, you've no idea what a man will do, what deeds of heroism and infamy he can accomplish to save his skin. This, this loathsome skin, do you see? One skin is the only thing that counts now. The only certain, tangible, undeniable thing is one skin. It's the only thing we possess, the only thing that's our own. The most mortal thing in the world. Only the soul is immortal. Alas. But what does the soul count for now? One skin is the only thing that counts. Everything is made of human skin. Even the flags of armies are made of human skin. So uh, I highly recommend it. It's the sequel to Kaput, um, which I actually just finished over the weekend. Uh, Not quite as good. It's almost like with Kaput, he's kind of trying to figure out uh, kind of his style and that that you know showing that kind of real that realism that bleeds into the absurd so i would definitely start with the skin and then kind of go back and read kaput um and the book i'm looking forward to this year is uh you know the new maria's book mm. uh Thomas nevinson which is you know a sequel to uh berta isla uh i don't know i feel like berta isla maybe gets a bad rap uh, i
0: loved it i loved
8: it i loved it right it it, it it's maybe the most readable marias right like it's the a, it's a, it's like a page turner maybe like no other marias is um maybe not quite as dense as the other ones but i i loved it and uh i'm quite excited for this uh sequel yeah
0: yeah 700 pages of marias is definitely on my cards for next year I'm so, I'm so sad that he you know passed away earlier this year
8: yeah Terrible. Yeah. This, this year was the year of Marias for me, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of like discovered him again. I, I think through your, I think through uh Bram, Bram uh, maybe had a, the infatuations as I think one of his top 10 yeah. books. And
7: mm-hmm.
8: I started there. I think I read five of them this year. So yeah.
0: Yeah. He's brilliant. Love him.
1: Yeah. Just on the note of the skin for a second. I'm not sure who the publisher is of that, but I will say that if, I was the one putting that out. I'd be paying you to put that review you just gave on the cover of the thing mm-hmm. as a blurb because you have sold me wholeheartedly. Oh, I was sure. familiar with Caput, but I um, I didn't know the skin. So you have redirected me to that one, if I do say so myself.
8: Yeah, it, it's yeah, I, it's one of those books, but as you're reading it, you just have the thought, I have to read this again because you're not quite sure how he manages to to pull it off. Like I said, it's really this very stark realism. And then boom, like that, all of a sudden it's absurd, completely absurd. And you don't really know how he makes that. That's kind of switch mid-chapter. Um, so, yeah, I really, it's it's a brilliant, brilliant book. Very moving as well. Yeah,
0: We should let you go and enjoy the rest of your day. And thank um, you thank happy you holidays
8: so everyone and uh, thank you for your good work Ben and uh really love the podcast and you know keep it up
0: Happy Hanukkah and yeah talk to you soon
8: Happy Hanukkah Merry Christmas and happy winter to everyone and happy summer for those observing yeah <laughs> <laughs> us
0: Well no, And Melbourne hasn't started yet we'll see
1: so. close enough yeah take care Take care, care mate so,
0: Thanks Avna see ya.
1: Let's hand it on over to Megan McDowell then, shall we?
0: All right, let's Once do it.
1: again, I have no idea where she's calling from.
0: Megan is calling from New York, strangely, because Megan is actually in New York briefly, um, but she normally lives in Chile. So
1: yes, calling yeah, from New York. Okay, my dad hails from there. Chile? No, New York. I
0: was <laughs> oh, thinking, gosh, your Spanish is crap. Um...
1: <laughs> it is. If my Spanish was good, I'd be reading boots myself and not waiting for Max to translate it.
0: That's it. Cool. All right. Let's listen to Megan. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me on the end of year Christmas special. Thank you for having me. Do you want to tell us very quickly about some of your highlights of reading in 2022 and some of the books you have coming out in
4: 2023? Sure. Well, I've talked about this book before, but I think that Job Owned by Monica Ojela is definitely a highlight for me. Um, translated by Sarah Booker. Um, there's another book by Isaac Fitzgerald called "Dirtbag Massachusetts" that has has been it's it's hilarious and heartbreaking, and it's a nonfiction book, which is not something I I often read. But this book is just great; it sucks you in from the the very beginning. Can I can I talk about books in Spanish?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
4: Okay. So there was a book called um Safari by Pablo Toro that came out in that came out this year in Chile with a press called Cerdos. And that book is really good. It's it's kind of like a almost a sci-fi book. It's got three joined um stories that at first glance seem to have nothing to do with each other but but as you go you kind of realize how they do. But it's um, he's a uh script writer, and you can really tell that in his his way of um moving the story along and in his way of using images to to bring you into the story. So that was a, a winner for me. And then there was a book called Um Pin Yen by Daniela Catrileo who's a Mapuche poet and also in Chile. And she she's a poet, but this is a book of three short stories. And it's a beautiful book. Um, it's very poetic as is appropriate. Um, and it kind of talks about the lives of Mapuche people who have the Mapuches live in the south of Chile, but there's also a large community of Mapuches who live in Santiago. So, most of the characters in this in this book are kind of displaced. You know, they talk about f- kind of f- trying to find their place in the city, and that's a book that I really hope will exist in English.
0: And what books do you have coming out next year?
4: Well. In the US, there's Our Share of Night, which will be coming out with Hogarth. And then there will be a, a book called Austral by Carlos Fonseca, which is the, I think, third book that I've done with him. It'll be coming out with FSG. Um, and that book is, is kind of a very meditative book on, he has he he has a lot of a focus on art. and um, his main character receives a letter from a person from his past and is drawn back into his past. And it's a story that spans many decades. and um, it kind of interrogates how through art, we can deal with trauma. So that'll be coming out with FSG. And then there's a book by Juan Emar Diaz with 10, which is a book of, of short stories. And hopefully, if, if anyone has read Yesterday, which came out last year, they will want to read these short stories. They're surrealist, um, very eccentric stories that never go in the direction that you think they will. They were written during the 30s, but... They feel very contemporary um, and, and you know, Juan Mar is kind of a cult classic who has influenced a lot of present day Chilean writers, but is only just now being published in English, English for the first time. And I think that's all my books that will come out in 2023.
0: Brilliant. Okay. I'm looking forward to those. Thank you so much. Thank you. And have a very Merry Christmas and New Year.
4: Merry Christmas and Happy
0: New Year. So Megan, who translated Asher of Night by Mariana Enriquez, which I am reading um, and it's just brilliant. Love it. Yes. Do you have some words about her book choices?
1: Well, just a quick note did she do all of Enrique's stuff like dangers yeah. of smoking in bed and the work before yeah, that as well that's right yeah yeah so she's okay. done the two
0: Got it. previous collections
1: I do love author translator pairing consistency I just mm. find it makes the whole collection so much cleaner that way
0: yeah and she's also done uh, quite a bit from um, Alejandro Zambra as well so yes she's um she sticks with people
1: as I I think she said in the the call there um she's Doing Austral by Carlos Fonseca. Yeah, that's right. Heard good things.
0: So I've got one of, I think I've got the first book she translated by him, um, which is called Colonel Lagarimas. That was a while back. It's a pretty cool book. So she's translating Austral, which sounds really, really good.
1: One of the ones from her list that I would like to touch on is one that I keep seeing making its rounds. Jawbone by, um, I'm going to butcher this, Monica Ojeda. Am I saying that right? I think so, yeah. Everyone's, uh, I use the word everyone loosely, but I've been seeing quite a few iterations of this book repeatedly circulating through various people's feeds, both Twitter, Instagram, and so on. Um, Did you read that one yourself? Because it seems to be popular.
0: Yeah, I've not read it yet. It's on my very, very long list of things to buy, but it hasn't come up yet. That
1: list is not getting any shorter after this evening.
0: That's right, exactly yes no not getting any shorter
1: i haven't read isaac fitzgerald from her list uh but i will say dirtbag massachusetts is just a phenomenal sounding name for a novel it about, or it's, it wasn't a novel it was a non-fiction memoir yeah. essay collection something to that yeah, effect exactly yeah glorious
0: very cool all right let's keep going we have peter orner next and he's calling in from vermont beautiful vermont
7: man it's peter orner up in vermont um wanted to give you my picks for some of the best books I've read in the past year. They're not necessarily books that were published this year because I'm not exactly the most timely person, but I do want to recommend a book that was published in 2022, and that's Sarah Lippman's Jerks, which I got an enormous and intense kick out of. It's a wonderfully funny book, um, intimate, humane, and um, just something that you really fall into um, and I'm still kind of living in the book even long after, uh, you know, it's been months since I finished it. Uh, Jerks by Sarah Lipman, who I, who I believe has been on the show. Um, so a shout out for this wonderful novel. And, uh, I've got two books that are coming out that I've been reading in galleys. So these are coming out in 2023, uh, Mothers and Dogs by Fabio uh, Morabito. Um, these are, uh, stories translated by Curtis Bauer, um, and it's just a really great uh story collection out of Mexico, really plain spoken but um but it really gets to the heart of things these stories and uh they're my kind of stories they're not nothing flashy about them but um but very very uh um, they hit you hard emotionally and the other uh, story collection that's coming out in two thousand twenty three is the disappeared by one of my favorite American writers, contemporary writers, Andrew Porter, author of Theory of Light and Matter. Um, These are truly exquisite stories that, um, like all of Porter's work, um, you know, put me in tears sometimes and uh, also exalt me. So these are um, not to be missed. The Disappeared by Andrew Porter. And then uh, three story collections that have been on my desk throughout the year, Um, Published, you know, not too long ago, Um, and this one—the first one—is called "Whatever Happened to Interracial Love" by Kathleen Collins. Collins uh, died at 43, and the book was her book of stories was never published. She was also a filmmaker, but they um, are—I love this book, and I uh, there's a story about about an uncle. Like I love Uncle stories, and <laughs> she has one of the best I've read in many years. um eccentric uncle stories put that in the category. Um, but these are uh, these are stories that you know that 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 capture a, a world in in a way that um the, the angle that that uh, Kathleen Collins takes is uh, is one that I think is is not heard enough. Um, and it's uh these are these are brilliant stories really. By a writer who um, never got the chance to um, to be recognized and uh, died way too young, Kathleen Collins, uh, with an introduction by Elizabeth Alexander, um, and then uh, finally, uh, well, I got two more, and I've uh, Mother of Sorrows, Richard McCann's book. McCann died, I believe, this past year. Um, these are also stories that. Are elegant and yet not flashy, um, like uh, like Morabito's work, um, and incredibly emotionally resonant. Uh, in the same, in a similar vein of Andrew Porter, and then finally the last one is uh, one of my favorite, also one of my favorite American story writers, uh, Elizabeth Talent out of California. The book is *Men to See No Fire*. Uh, this is a story collection I reread um, because I love it so much, and uh, these are. Uh, you know, you never know what talent's gonna do. You never know what her characters are gonna do. And even after I've read them, even more multiple times, I'm still shocked by what happens and what they say and what they do. So Mendocino Fire, Elizabeth Talent. Um, so three story collections uh, that I've that have been published previously. Uh, two story collections coming out: uh, "The Disappeared" and "Mothers and Dogs" and the novel. Uh, Jerks by Sarah Littman. Um, and uh, it's been great uh, contributing to the show, Ben. And thanks so much for the work you do. And I hope I didn't go on way too
1: long. <laughs> okay. What do we think of Peter's list?
0: Uh, Pete, well, first of all, Peter's book, um, Stolen A Word From You. It's just such a good memoir. So love it. Some of his choices on here are brilliant, but Sarah Littman's Jerks. So Bred Lech, which is just a great book. I loved reading that. Which jerks I haven't read yet. So I'm definitely gonna read that because I think she's she's a great writer. The others, I have not read any of these. So yeah.
1: Love to read some. Go for it. Aside from jerks, I haven't even heard of any of these. Like he (laughs) he did a pretty good job of highlighting some names and titles that I've never heard of. Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. So I think like if we're playing that drinking game, we would mm-hmm. both be completely wrecked after this oh, at all.
1: Absolutely. If I right. wasn't working tomorrow, I actually would be drinking.
0: <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's go over to Carl from Germany. Do you want to tell me a bit more about Carl? Cause you know him better than I
1: do. Yeah. Carl is, he's a very prolific reader He is also a recently published writer. He's got a short piece coming out from the Holon Project. Mm -hmm. Uh, Daniel from Electric Sheep Books, he runs that particular show. We'll be hearing from him shortly. And just a a great and very intelligent personality I've enjoyed interacting with. And if you read his list, you'll understand why I think that.
9: Mm -hmm. All right, let's hear from him now. Hey, everyone, Carl here, sending greetings from Germany. This year wasn't only a great year because of the books that I read, but because I discovered this whole literary side of social media and of course, great literary podcasts as well. So that's been fun. And one of the writers that impacted me the most this year is Laszlo Krasnohokai and among his great books, especially the story collection Sayobo There Below, which at some points felt more like a meditation or even religious experience than reading a book. And his latest novel, Herrsch, 07769, which was published last year in German. Just one 400-page long sentence centered on an eastern German town infected with uh, a group of Nazis and the almost angelic protagonist in their midst who discovers the beauty in Bach's music. And Krasnauke just has an immense range and high consistency of quality in his work that is incredible. And next year we will wrap up the group read of Schattenfroh by Michael Lenz, led of course by André from The Untranslated. And it's just like nothing else I've read before. A meta novel on writing, reading, especially death. And a book like a painting by Hieronymus Bosch. And if you can read Spanish at a decent level, I encourage you to join the next and last installment of the group read André will host with a Spanish book yet to be announced there have been fantastic discussions, great resources provided, so go and check that out. And I'm also planning on doing a little project to tackle some underappreciated writers in German that try to push what language can do next year. Really looking forward to that. So, yeah, thank you for doing what you're doing with Beyond the Zero, and best wishes for the new year and happy reading.
1: We have two reasons to be jealous here. And they are Schottenfro and they are Hirsch 07769 because That's neither right. of them have been translated yet. Very jealous about, well, both of them, the former yeah. in particular as well, because I've been waiting for that for a little while. Yeah. 400 pages, one sentence, krasnohorkai horkai quantum physics, Nazis. What else do you want?
0: This sounds like my, like if krasno could write a book that I would just dive into, this is the one. Um It just seems to be, that seems to be my kind of book. So I'm so keen to read it when it comes out.
1: The syntax of that sentence implies that he's written any book that you wouldn't want to dive into immediately.
0: Well, I think that, I think his other books, like in terms of the themes and plot, if you want to call them plot, I think are probably less up my alley than what this one is. I think this sounds like perfect to me.
1: You should try, I'm going to, butcher the order here a mountain to the north the river to the south paths to the you know the whole compass thing that just came out from new directions yeah. it's short mm-hmm. only clocks in it uh, i want to say like 200 Six. pages it's okay. very slow and ponderous it's not dark and misanthropic like the quartet yeah. um, if you need something that operates on a different emotional register i'd recommend that one mm-hmm. a bit less of an impact than some of the bigger ones but Might give you a new lease on him.
0: Okay. Well, either way, I'm looking forward to this one when it comes out. I think it'll be brilliant. Also,
1: one thing he put on the end of his call there is upcoming projects. I know he's interested in doing some sort of work. He's, as I understand it, he's still kind of humming and hawing over format, but Mm. potentially written, potentially audio work on underappreciated experimental German authors like Arno Schmidt. He's got to be on there, right? Yeah,
0: mm, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'll be
1: interested to see what he does in the new year. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's top over to Josh Dowdy, who's calling from somewhere in the States at Jet Jaguar 88 He's a great guy. Highly recommend you reach out to him. So let's hear what he has to say.
10: Uh, top five books of 2022. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the most recent book I finished, The Corrections, loved it, uh, they did, he, he, uh, it does a good job of, uh, making unremarkable characters extremely interesting, uh, what else, what else, what else, Hopscotch by Julio Cortesar. uh, I might have to reread that in a different, uh, like, in a linear way, instead of the Hopscotch way, just to see how it goes, uh, but there's one chapter that I enjoyed in particular where it has two narratives going at, on at the same time uh, on a line-by-line basis. Uh, it's very interesting. And if you do read that chapter, you will catch yourself uh, seeing the same thing. Oh, what else? What else? What else? Um, Journey to the End of the Night by Celine. Uh I didn't really find the book very funny. I found it very sad, actually. Uh but it is very interesting uh, reading this somewhat autofiction, him going in and out of different countries and just kind of living his best life the best way he can. Try not to die the whole time. Uh, so it's three, uh, Unidentified Man at Left a Photo by Jeff Bercy, I think I said that right. Uh, easily one of the best small press books I've read this year. Uh, Jeff Bursey knows how to uh, do whatever he wants in a book, and I think uh, other authors should follow that or just do what they want, you know? Uh, One more. I was going to say Clarissa Specter, but I'm not. I was going to say The Tunnel, but I'm also not. I am going to say... What am I going to say? I'll just say uh, mystery dot. What is it? Mystery dot doc by Matthew McIntosh. Um, I've read House of Leaves this year. It is similar in structure, but it's less spooky and more sad. Uh, it's kind of like about uh, fractured narrative about uh, some family members dying. Uh, very sad, but very intuitive because you can uh, copy and paste links into your phone or your computer, and it actually pops up these weird websites uh, about what's going on in the book, I guess. Uh, five, no, oh, no, 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 five, nothing. Uh, books I'm excited for in 2023. Uh, I'm, gonna uh, much, uh, list, uh, I'm going to focus on writing. I have pretty much tied up all my loose Buddy reader ends, and I am going to focus on writing, and I if I'm going to read, it's going to be nonfiction philosophy, so um, I'm on some Aristotle stuff right now, and I have a feeling I'll be on that for a while. Uh, William T. Bowman's Imperial specifically that I pulled out. Uh, some more Jeff Bercy, uh, definitely more Stephen Moore. And that's about it. If I do do anybody reads, it's probably going to be classics. Uh, hopefully some Tolstoy or uh, Cervantes. We'll see what happens. But hope you guys have uh, a great 2022 holiday season, and I will see you on the other side, or I won't. Some
0: very interesting ones on here.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Is
0: Franzen in or out for you?
1: Um, Look, I'm not going to go... On for too long about this because I did an entire podcast episode about it. Go check mm-hmm. out Midlit if you want to hear that. I would describe myself as friends and agnostic. I sit somewhere mm-hmm. in between. Um, I'm fine with him. I think he's a perfectly good author. I think he does some interesting things, and I'm not too fussed about the stuff in his personal life outside of that. So, um, yeah, yeah wh- I'm not running run into any bookstore for him, but I read Crossroads twice. So there you wow. go.
0: Cool. Mm. Okay. Awesome. All right. Hopscotch by Quartazar. Just mm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It's just a, such a great book. Can't go past it. Unidentified Man at Left a Photo. A couple of people recommended this, but mm-hmm. I have not read it yet by Jeff Bercy. Um, very curious about it. Have you read that?
1: Yeah, uh, that's one of the Corona Samus dot books, right? Yeah, that's Yeah, right. it's one that I, one of the little pocket books I need to make time for as well. Haven't read it yet.
0: Yeah. Cool. And The Tunnel and Clarice Um, I'm not even going to talk about those two because I think people should just- We don't need to give
1: them any more time. Just go read both. Exactly. I do find it interesting that the one William T. Volman that he's looking forward to in 23 is Imperial of all books.
0: Mm. Mm. What would you go for? Like, is that his first- Volman?
1: No, no. I'm pretty sure he's read other ones. But I think if I was going for anything by him in 2023, it would have to be Table for Fortune, right?
0: Absolutely. Is yes. that even
1: coming out next year, though?
0: Well, I don't know. I thought it was coming out this year, but um, hmm. we'll see. It's on my list of things I'm looking forward to. I hope it comes out because that just sounds brilliant. It's been on the cards for years. Absolutely. Maybe he'll release two books like Cormac McCarthy in like 20 years. God.
1: I mean... Part for the course for him. That guy's a pez dispenser of thousand-page novels. Not yeah. my line, by the way. I just can't remember where I read that though.
0: <laughs> Perfect. We'll take a quick break here. I'm Vionna Zero. You're listening to the end of year special with Ben and Seth. <laughs> We're back on the end of year special with Ben and Seth. Let's head down to Melbourne and speak with Bram Presser. Thanks for joining me on the end of year Hanukkah Christmas mashup (laughs) special, Bram. How's it going?
11: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you, Ben?
0: Yeah, really good. How are you this Christmas
11: this Christmas car, I am joyous. I'm joyous. <laughs> I'm joyously burnt out. Isn't that how we all are this year? Like, I just feel this was, you know, first year back from like two years on the bench, and like I'm as unfit as I thought, you know, as you would expect. Like, I mean, in real life, I'm also horribly unfit, but like, turns out, existentially, I'm also, I'm also completely unfit.
0: It's been a draining year, and like every single fucking person I know at the moment has COVID as well. Like, what happened? <laughs> like, it's still, still going around.
11: Yeah, and, and, and like I start like on the, literally the first day of the year we had a baby and yeah. like, so it's just like, just, just to, 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 to start your year in the most tiring possible way, you know, it's not going to get better for the first, you know, three years, yeah. but no, it's all good. It's all good. You know, we, 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 have reached the end. We, we've survived yeah. only got COVID once, um, survived that All good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, it's been a it's been a long, a long. Let's say it's a long, like three years. Maybe it's been a long decade. I don't even
11: know. I don't, yeah, like I feel, I feel like the the last three years have have taken about twenty years of my life.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thirty five like five minutes ago. Just can't. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, one of the highlights for me for this year of books was your thing, um, books for ants. Your subtitle. Oh, thank has you. Been brilliant.
11: So it was like, I don't know, like I just had this thing where it actually came about in like a, a weird way. So, like this year, I arguably not very wisely um, agreed to judge four literary prizes. Um, and that involves you reading like, I don't know, upwards of, you know, 80 books in three months, any, uh, you know, each time. And so I was reading a lot of these just, you know, long, Books that I, you know, for the most part, didn't really want to be reading. Like, you know, my my brain was just a puddle of mush in a share house in 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 Brunswick, which is you know where half of those books um, take place. <laughs> um, and I just needed something to that was like kind of distilled and focused, and that I could just knock over in a sitting. And like I, you know, I've always loved, um, I've always loved the novellas, and I just thought, you know, I could write another book my brain's not there in my yeah i just i don't have it in me at the moment um but i can kid myself that i'm being productive by starting a sub stack about novellas and just you know have a chance to i used to do this blog and i I used to do it like reasonably um reasonably regularly i still go back and and look and the numbers are like really good but i just i lost the fire for that so this was a lot easier i could just to very sure i had this idea that books under 200 pages reviews under 200 words mm-hmm. um and i i basically aim to do two a week um mm-hmm. though during like during um i think it was august which was women in translation month i went like which also coincided with basically when i started it mm-hmm. and i just went helpful evidence I was, I was like reviewing five a week um throughout all of august so it, like i'm i've reached the end of the year i've probably i'm close to 50 books now which is a bit kind of Mm -hmm. bit nuts but um yeah it's been really good like there are the people who seem to be digging it and um like i i've like i've read some really great novellas as well like ones that i might not have otherwise gotten to um you know people now recommend novellas to me as well and you know i check them out and the only thing that's a bit um frustrating is that i don't do ones that i've already read so like books that i would consider amongst my all-time favorites um like haven't gotten much of a look in on ants um which i might sort of go back and revise that next year and like do a few that i that i love just so that i can talk them up but uh yeah like it's it's been it's been great like it's 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 been a lot of fun and it's kind of given me a bit of a sense of purpose in an otherwise kind of really just I don't know a year of treading water. I think I think just this was just a year of of like recovery and getting back into the world, and also like I just I wanted to enjoy the baby. I wanted to enjoy her first year, Um, and so yeah, like it was it was like the perfect the perfect vehicle for that. So yeah, no, I'm very happy with it.
0: Yeah, it's a great little format, and it's it's lovely to like. It's the kind of thing where I'll sit down at my desk in the morning, and it's a great thing to just read because it's two hundred words. It's nice and quick, and you can just go, okay, that's that's a cool little review of a book that I probably would have never heard of. So yeah, yeah it's thanks. great. Yeah,
11: yeah, and like and also just just um, like I actually reckon my favorite, I probably one of my favorite books of the year, which is um Hex by Jenny Fagan. Like, I probably wouldn't have come across it had i not um you know had i not be doing this and um and then that yeah you know, that's part of this series this um polygon books are doing this scottish history re kind of reimagined or re reinterrogated um and they're getting these great scottish writers to to write on historical episodes um and you know there, there have been two so far but like yeah like i mean hex was amazing and and, and so and i would I, I just want to go and like i really enjoy the fact that i can basically just come out and uh and and be like the the cheer squad for these kind of little books which often don't get a great deal of attention mm. no, novellas tend to get overlooked a lot it, you know i mean there's the, the kind of there's the kind of twitter community literary community that I think likes novellas a lot, and you know we all discuss them a lot. But in terms of getting actual sort of coverage in 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 press or that sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, even even getting published, particularly in Australia, it's uh you know they're hard to come by.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Like in Australia, I think that um, bookshops are reluctant to stock them a lot of the time because yeah, they
11: are. There's this this really weird sort of idea that uh, readers often seem to have that like value is found in length and it's like yeah okay cool there are some great really long books and a few of them came out this year um uh, but uh, but the, you know I, I would I would happily spend the same amount of money on a really great 120 page book than a kind of okay 280 book mm-hmm. oh, actually 280 is actually still sure like 350 page yeah. which is like what 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 publishers really like to have like that, that mm-hmm. 300-ish thing.
9: Yeah,
0: it's odd. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a it's one of those conundrums because I think we are living in an age where uh, people do judge content by not its quality necessarily, but by its uh by the time you're engaged with it. But yeah, often I find that like a you know you read a 300 page book and sometimes 200 pages are pretty shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
11: Exactly, yeah. yeah. You just go, this would have actually made a good 120 page book,
0: yeah. Exactly, yeah. I've got that theory about quite a few books that are, you know, that are like oh, yeah. 600, 700 pages. It's like, you know, Absolutely. if they were novellas, they'd be brilliant, but unfortunately, you know, someone's uh, not edited that well. But yeah, I think that's the idea. Like, sometimes edit your stuff down into something that's you know, higher quality. But yeah, there are some shit novellas too. Don't get me wrong, oh
11: yeah, there's plenty. Yeah, yeah, this is, and it's actually funny because I, I, I try to actually only Cover ones I like, mm. so like if I'm reviewing two a week, there's a good chance I've read four. Yeah. Um, and there's then there's some that I'm still just sitting on because I can't decide what I think of them or wanna, mm. what I want to say about them. But yeah, yeah. um, I, I I can't work out yet whether I regret the name of the thing. Like it was like a really bad Zoolander joke that I made with a friend yeah. when we were uh, had probably had a couple too many on a weekend away. Yeah. Um, I was like, I've got this idea for a stack, and I told him. He goes. Like, oh, you know, it's like that museum. I'm like, that's it, a book for ants, you know. <laughs> um, and I thought it was hilarious at the time. And now I'm now I'm sort of, you know, it's this weird albatross around, <laughs> around my neck. But anyway. <laughs>
0: uh, yes, it's good. Well, we'll get onto your topics in a minute, but I just want to uh, see if you had any update on your own writing. I know, like, it's been a slow year, but what have you got happening?
11: Yeah, I've had, like, a weird year. Like, so I had a story published in this collection that just came out this month um where australian writers were asked to respond essentially to paul kelly songs um in whichever way they wanted to in a creative way um and that kind of turned out pretty well and um i wrote a kid's book for my daughter's fifth birthday like literally three weeks before her birthday she's like daddy you know how you're an author well arguably um and i'm like yeah and and she says, can you write me a book for my birthday? So, of course, I, like, cleared everything. And I just spent the next three weeks writing this book, which turned out really well. And um, I'm just working with this incredible illustrator. Like, she's she's, like, the most like talented person I've ever met in every single way. It's like, it's, it's almost, un- you know, there are people you just say, this is not mm. fair. Um, so she's one of them. And She's a musician uh, as well, right? She's a musician. She's a yeah. writer. She's an artist. She's just, she's everything. It's just not, it's it's, it's, it's wrong, um, <laughs> but she's incredible. And uh, we've been really like, I really love working with her. We've been friends for years and um, yeah. And, and, and so we're kind of, we'll hopefully have it finished by the end of the year and we'll start kind of pitching it. And whatever and see if anyone picks it up and if not i'll look at other avenues because uh, i i really like it um so yeah that, that was kind of interesting and then i've been speaking of novellas i've been and out speaking of both novellas and albatrosses around my neck um the this the novella um that uh, i've been working on for like three years i'm actually like pretty close to finished it um but it's like a complete dog's breakfast at the moment, but I still love the idea of it. And like, it's got parts in it that I like. So I'm sort of excited to make that happen, but I kind of decided, I realized about a month ago that, that, you know, this year there was just so much going on that I have to be a little bit um, more gentle on myself for not having written 50 books or whatever. Um, so next year is like once the, once the baby's kind of no longer a baby and can go into care during the day and actually have mm. a bit more time. Um, I'll like that's when I, I I'll start hopefully writing the next the next book which I I do have in mind what I want to do and hopefully it'll start getting a bit of momentum uh next year really there's actually a follow up to the Paul Kelly book um with another musician um and I've actually just submitted that story and that went I was very happy with that so
0: who's the next musician who are they doing I next know to say?
11: But, you know another another oh. another Australian. You John know. Farnham, it'll be yes. brilliant. You know what though? Seriously, I was thinking like, like, imagine if it was like Delta Goodrum, oh, yeah. um, you know, or I'm just, like who else is there that's like the, the 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 like John Farnham? Is it really should be uh, Jimmy Barnes? You know?
0: Oh yeah, Jimmy Barnes. Yeah, yeah.
11: Um, what's his name? Diesel. Diesel. Oh yeah,
0: that'll be great. Yeah, Diesel in the age of like you know of of um, the greenhouse effect, be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would have actually just written
11: a story where, like, the character was Vin Diesel.
0: Ah, um, oh, that's a good idea.
11: Yeah, I'll I'll pitch it to the editors and see if they if they're willing to go Diesel the next one.
0: No, I reckon what they should do is the whole story is about Diesel getting cancelled because, like, he's not green enough.
11: <laughs> uh, look, I, thought, yeah, I think he was cancelled long before. Well, he just <laughs> just wasn't good enough, still, <laughs> well, I'm sure
0: he's. A, I'm sure he listens to this podcast, so don't diss Diesel. I'm sure, he's um, <laughs> he's a great guy.
11: Hey, look that that, that ride on. Um, The tip of my tongue song is like, you know, it's a classic. (laughs) I don't actually, oh, you know what they should do? Kylie Minogue. That would be cool.
0: Oh, it would be great. Yeah. like I, I I
11: would totally do that.
0: You could do like the I Can't Get You Out of My Head song and it would be like, you know, like a tale of demonic possession or something. It'd be great.
11: Or just have like work out something. Is there can you have like is there such a thing as like an eye worm, like the equivalent of an earworm worm, but for, for reading? And, it, and then it just like just possesses the person and destroys them, so. well, which like is really it. the story you were pitching anyway. So it's yeah, you know, we could write I a think, col- we can write a collaboration.
0: I think we should do that. I reckon that could be like the Kylie Minogue, like you know, we'll do the whole thing. We'll do locomotion. <laughs> <laughs> be great. Anyway.
11: I like that. That's probably the only two songs that either of us can name. but, You know, I don't know. I should be so lucky.
0: Oh, of course. Okay. So there you go. You've got a story about a genie, got a story about demonic possession, and a story about trains. Beautiful. Yeah. done.
11: So basically we're writing Ayn Rand books.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. With less sex. Um,
11: yeah. And probably less, you know, like self-centered, horrible yeah. people. Yeah.
0: Anyway. That's right. Exactly. That sounds good. I like it. There you go. Brilliant. All right. Well, that's a plan for 2023. <laughs> Speaking of Kylie Minogue, uh, let's move on to your top hits of 2022. Um,
11: So, yeah, like uh, unsurprisingly, the majority of mine are novellas. Um, So, as I said, uh, both Rizzio and Hex. um, So uh, Rizzio is, I think, Denise Mina and Hex is Jenny Fagan. Brilliant, brilliant books, both of them. Um, Books turned out to be timely, but look, you know, I was going to love this, whatever happened, but, um, you know, um, the dasha drindich uh, uh there was the translation of um kenzoni Daguerre, um which i love that it's being published in america next year um in by new directions and they they've gone for calling it battle hymns or battle songs okay. or whatever <laughs> um they thought that, you know american american audience probably can't uh, you know can't do kenzoni Daguerre uh, <laughs> like like the the yeah. english can um, but that was that's that like a really kind of yeah, I mean you know, Dass Das the queen right like she was the best um and you know her this is her kind of take on uh, refugee uh life and you know and, and refugee crises across Europe um semi-autobiographical really great book um really timely at the moment. Um, and similarly have you ever read um, mailista Karen Carangol?
0: No um, it. great
11: French writer um and she had a book last year last year maybe the year before called um painting time which is just beautiful um but this she had this book this year called eastbound and i think it was like a radio play initially it reads like like it kind of reads like a thriller it's about, but it's about a um like a russian conscript who who escapes you know his unit um when it's on a train on the way to siberia and it's become like this kind of cat and mouse game with the, the soldiers who are trying to catch him, and he go and this woman he meets on the Trans Siberian uh, railway who helps him hide, and he basically um, compromises all of his humanity and and decency and whatever to to escape. And it's it's like quite a, it's quite a dark book, but just like in light of what's gone on in Ukraine and the um and also uh, just you know the forced conscription of Russian troops uh, like it it, it became. I mean, she wrote it, I think, a couple of years ago, but it, it it became incredibly like uh you know, prescient, I suppose. Um so yeah, that was really good. Um a writer who I actually love. Um, and I don't think this book I don't think is from this year, but um uh her name's um, Andrea Maria Schenkel, and she's a, a German, essentially crime writer, but she writes crime novellas that don't follow any of the kind of the typical crime conventions. And Dark Meadow is this really great murder mystery where as it says that you know there's no there's no detective there's no um like each each chapter is told from a different um point of view from someone else in the village it's really really cool and um so she's really good as far as this year like I think you actually had both of these authors on but um I really loved Waypoints uh yeah. by by Adam Austinton listen mm-hmm. um and I just thought that was yeah just a really cool interesting different book like you know we don't i think in australia we, we we tend not to get writers doing that sort of thing like you know being you know formalist for, formalistically like intricate like really intricate and, and intense and um yeah i just thought like it's a you know a, that's a really great book um can you give really us hard, your
0: sorry? what was your like can you give us a yeah, so, book
11: my my, my quote from that book yeah uh wasn't it fucking great yeah i think so i think think this book is fucking great or something like that yeah which is it that appears on the australian edition but um the 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 splice edition um i I don't know that shied away from the sweary words (laughs) but i have to say it's actually great because i i managed to get um I managed to get fuck on two on two book covers this year. I got it on Grimish and I got it on uh, and I got it on Waypoint. So, as someone said, this is the year that I gave two fucks about books.
0: Um, <laughs> Bizarrely, I was so pissed off because I knew I should have said fuck about Grimish because I got on the <laughs> back of Grimish somehow. I was like, oh yeah, Jesus. that's right. You're there as well. Of course you are. Bizarrely, yeah. I don't know why, but there uh, you
11: go. Well, because you know you're, you're you like you're you're an influencer now. Should <laughs> you should have you should have book talk um Mm. the other one i really liked was um hydra did you have adriana on yeah she's great she's ace right like um we have a really weird like i didn't realize this um we have a mutual friend and i saw her at at at, at the launch Mm. i'm like what are you doing here and she's like i thought you're here because like i'm the connection Anyway, it turns out like 15 years ago or something um like the three of us went to see um anyang sung chi speak at um at Monashuni and this was when she was fighting for human rights um, as opposed to now where she's fighting against them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And their car broke down. So I gave them a
0: lift home. You gave Unsung Sushi a lift home. That would have been a great story. That's your next book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my road trip you know? <laughs> yeah.
11: um,
0: like fuck my i hate that place <laughs> <laughs> so she, um
11: but yeah so so adrian was like and, and she just started her um her her literary magazine at that time um mm-hmm. uh, but anyway I, I had no no sort of memory and uh, of it until i was anyway hilarious that um but uh we we go back and then that i i i I puffed that book, I think, as well, and um, I had no idea that I knew it when I did, which is good because mm. you always feel weird when it's someone you know. Yeah, you know, like, and, and you feel that like people think, oh, you know, it's not genuine. So I was like, a, like totally genuine that I I really loved that book. Did you also have um Brendan Colley on?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I love
11: Signal Line as well. What a the cool book! Like, a, I
0: know. It's I so it's different.
11: It's yeah. So that's the thing, right? Like the three. So 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 Waypoints, Hydra, and, and Signal Line for me were like the exciting bits of Australian litter this mm. year because I just think, you know, there is a lot of sameness on the Australian literary landscape. So when you come across people who try to do something different and actually pull it off, it's like very exciting. Mm. Um, so I thought all those three were really good. Um, did you read um, Did you read Gentleman Overboard?
0: No, I've had my eye on that
7: from uh, Go- so cool. Boiler so that- House. Yeah, so it's it? Boiler House
11: yeah. and that's, like, you know, the, the neglect books um Mm. uh twitter um handle and um it's just like it's it's such a funny book like you know Mm. this this you know proper gentleman falls over uh, overboard on a on a on a on a ship and but he's he's too like he's too proper to call for help essentially right and and like he's like battling his his instincts to uh uh for survival essentially um which are being overridden by the societal expectations of what a gentleman ought to be. Hmm. It's brilliant. So good. It reminded me uh-huh. a bit of, um, did you ever read Pinch of Martin by William Golding?
0: No. Um,
11: no. Which is um, also about a basically a guy drowning. Um, and I think that was, I should probably, that, that's a spoiler alert, I think. there, But, um, <laughs> but uh, it had a very similar vibe. Um, I also really loved, and I think a lot of people really love this book, I'm Cold Enough for Snow by Jessica Owl. Um that was just like a really <laughs> leaving aside the debates that happened on Twitter about about um, whether or not the mum exists in it, mm-hmm. um people got really caught up caught up in it but it's just a really beautifully crafted book. Like and it's also really nice to see a novella, a novella. win a yeah. major like international literary prize. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I'm now sort of wondering because that's gotta be two years ago that she won that. Like Does anyone know what's happened with that prize? Like, is there another book?
0: I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, like I was was thinking about
11: this the other day. Like, you you know, they've kicked it off very well, Mm. and I and I'm guessing it's been successful across, you know, um, across the kind of board uh, Mm. because I think it had simultaneous publication in Australia, America, and England, Mm -hmm. um, all by like great publishers. So I don't know. Like, I'm hoping there's going to be something as good coming up, and I'm hoping it's also Mm. a novella. It won't be, but you know. (laughs) <laughs> um And the other thing that the other, it's a bit gimmicky, but I really loved the um New Directions storybooks. Did mm. you Did you ever get them? Like, and, I did
0: get them just because of the price of postage was like mental. Uh, but, so um, I
11: happened to have a friend who was overseas in America at the time. Yeah, and he was about to come back to Australia, and he saw me kind of whinging about it on Twitter. Mm. He's like, "Do you want me to just get them and bring them for you?" I'm like, oh, that's uh, so "Yes." Good. So they're like, I didn't realize they're like really quite amazing, like objects. Yeah, um,
0: I saw like I couldn't believe the size because when I saw it. Yeah, the it's like it's though, way big, it's
11: like bigger than yeah. I thought. Like it's like I They're thought like it was those like gonna be little
0: golden books, aren't they?
11: Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what they look like, right? Yeah. And um the two that I really loved, uh, um so the Krasna Hawke spade book for a palace was really mm. cool. And also um the Helen DeWitt was great as well. Okay. Um, I think it's called the uh, English Understand Wool. Um, yeah. And they, yeah, they, they, those are both look, all of them like there, there are six of them, and I think there are more coming. Mm. Um, Caesar Ariwa one as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. The 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 famous magician, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, that was yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, um, I think it's Yoko Tawada um, had run as well. I can't remember, but like, um, yeah, they're uh, they're all really good. Like I, the, mm-hmm. I I I enjoyed them, and it was kind of fun to have these. They look amazing on a shelf.
9: Yeah,
11: like I'm a sucker for I, like, and I'll fall for any gimmick. Mm. right so when you when you do a gimmick well I sort of appreciate it because like if I'm going to fall for it I'll at least want to still be like happy that I have it yeah uh, a few months after I've fallen for it Mm. um so yeah that was like particularly good um and yeah I think that's like they're probably my, my 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 favorites um I sort of I haven't gotten to any of the big books so um which is a bit disappointing. I don't think I had the brain space for them. So I, I'm mm. hoping to kind of get to, to those over summer and, you know, early next year.
0: What are you looking forward to?
11: Uh, well, the one everyone loves, uh, solenoid, obviously. Yeah. I particularly like, I was I, like, it's kind of, I've had it for I don't know a month or so. Mm. And it's kind of sat in the midpoint of my, of my, my to be read pile. Mm. And then I saw, I think it was
6: Merv. Is that how you pronounce the
11: name? Um, um, oh, say, Emory. yeah, yeah. say, yeah. um, that she, it gave her Dasha vibes.
6: Okay. And I'm like, That's well,
11: why didn't, why didn't nobody tell me this earlier? Like, how is this not already like top of my pile?
0: It didn't give me Dasha vibes. Definitely. I don't didn't give don't, me Dasha don't vibes, disabuse me of but... that. Like, No, I mean, that it, it may well, but like, it didn't, I guess there's kind of a, you know, there is like this weird, like kind of Soviet-esque aspect to the book, um,
11: I think it's also, like, kind of, from what I gather, like, it, it's the grotesqueness, like, the, the willingness to, like, just plow straight into, like, this grotesque.
0: Yeah, it's um, definitely, it's got some strangeness in it. I suppose I can see a little bit about what she's talking about. Um, There's like, a lot of, like, weird stuff like lice and, you know, these yeah. kind of, like, I don't know, just, just kind of this.
11: The bane of any guess, kindergarten child's pit
0: Yeah, you know, that's right. Parent, yeah. Exactly. But I can I'm see like this. Tri- tri- am
11: I going to find this triggering? <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I was as a teacher. Like I was definitely a bit triggered. Um, but yeah. But it's kind of, yeah, it's got a little, there's a griminess to it, which is kind of, I guess that's a bit Dasha-esque. but Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's quite different. Like it's not, it wasn't what I expected at all um, in a good way, but it did. Yeah. I it, feel I'm yeah. sort of like,
11: I've managed to avoid too much talk of the substance of it. Yeah. So I'm kind of going in blind, which I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah.
11: Like I, I, I'm interested in what all the fuss is about, Yeah. but I like that. I have no idea
0: mm.
11: what, you know, in sub, substantial terms, what it might be.
0: Yeah.
11: Um, The other, obviously the other one I'm really like very excited for Um. But it's been tempered by some comments that some people have made. When I say I'm excited about it, is um, septology, okay, um, the yes. Fossey. Um, yeah. it seems to be very divisive. Um, mm. I think you have to like a particular kind of writing to, yeah. to really get the most out of it. Have you uh, read
0: any of that uh, whole thing? As in, been- have I
11: read any of the books yeah. of it? No, yeah. no. Okay. I have read a couple of his novellas though, and they're, you know, I, I've liked them. Yeah, I'm not sure that I'm. Go to like you know eight hundred pages of it as much as I would yeah. you know ninety pages. But um, mm. look, you know, if I think if I kind of view them as seven smaller books, I might be, you know it might yeah. be a bit easier. Yeah. The yeah. other one that I'm really looking forward to um, is um, City of Torment by um, Daniela hodrova
0: Okay, yeah, I've which is
11: that. a which is a trilogy. Um, uh, by uh, you know, it's kind of considered okay. the great kind of experimental Czech writer of, of our time. Mm. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to the Prague book fair in May. So I think I'm, that might oh. be my plane read if I okay. do that. So yeah, that would be cool. Um, and you know what the other one that I really want to read that, that I actually have you to thank for m- making me even know it exists is um I don't if, you, if you pronounce the J as J or yeah, but Jernigan, Jernigan.
0: Oh, Jernigan. Yeah. Jernigan by Debbie Gates. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely pretty cool. Like it's, um it's funny because bizarrely I heard about that on, like ABC radio here, like years ago, really, like really strangely, like it was some, some random person brought it up on one of these end of year things um, on like the book show years ago. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's bizarre because it feels like it should be a better well-known American novel, but it's um like, it's, it's pretty good. Like I really, really enjoy it. Like it's just a, I think it's a really good holiday read. It's a kind of okay, nice word, good. Yeah. So Definitely I'll
11: take, take on I'll tell you
0: yeah,
11: exactly. Well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my like, like my my plane read. Like I'm going away in a month, and my plane reads like, I think it'll be solenoid, and then like yeah. the the beach read for what a better term. Yeah, um, will be Jernigan. Yeah, perfect. Um, but let's be honest, I'm not going to do neither of those because I'm going to have two little kids on a plane, and then I'm two little kids on a beach. So, but okay. like you know, like, it. it's yeah. aspirational. It's aspirational.
0: Yeah. Just get a um, women's day or something instead, or it'll
11: be <laughs> much easier to read. Uh, also, the new um. The new Krasnohorke as well. The mountain to the north, lake to the south, pass to the west, river yeah. to the east.
0: When is that out? I mean, it's out in America. Is okay. Yeah. Right.
11: Um, I think it came out about a month ago.
0: Okay. Something like that.
11: Um, and People seem to be saying it's like, you know, one of his lighter books, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Um, and then it's funny. It's actually like funny how many books that I actually just get from from you essentially. Um, um, uh, Cancyon.
0: Yeah. He's, uh,
11: Eduardo Halfon.
0: He is actually so I reckon like he's the kind of guy who I think is a brilliant holiday read because he's um he's light enough the chapters are short enough that you can just take it and you can read a bit and you can get back to it and I think it's like perfect for holidays. So
11: and like it also just just reading the blurb it, it seems very me. Like yeah. it, it's it, it seems like it's a not dissimilar quest to what I did. Yeah, no, absolutely,
0: uh, and that's the thing. Like he just like he literally mines his family like history for like different quests, and right. they're just brilliant. Like the setup of this book, like like just being at a Lebanese writers festival as a Guatemalan American, right? Like, is kind of like a it's a brilliant preface. Oh, and the, and also the Lebanese writers festival it is in, is in Japan. Like that setup was enough to sell it for me. Um,
11: See, so that reminds me of um, what's called the 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 um, Mona. I yeah. don't know for some reason. Like it's. Did you ever speak to her?
0: No, never. We just could not ever get our dates together. And um, uh, she's nice. like, she, like every single thing, like one week her kid was sick and then she was getting an award. And then she was like, you know, writing a new book. And then she had a deadline for her next book. And then it's mm. uh, just like constant stuff. And so I feel like I'm just going to leave her alone. And then yeah. when her next book is out, I'll see if we can get Cause it. that
11: book was awesome. That was it's such a great, great book. book. <laughs> and, and like, and, and yeah, I, um, yeah, like like I I'm very excited for whatever she brings out next. Actually,
0: yeah. Oh, she's well, she's finished whatever she's uh she was writing um straight after. Like she's finished it. She's handed it into publishers. So yeah, okay. it's um it'll be out hopefully next year. Whether in English or not, I have no idea. But yeah, it's um it's gone to the public. I think
11: day. mona has gone pretty well. So I think I, I imagine yeah. it'll get 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 translation. Yeah, uh, right, soul sort of thing. T- tell me, did you read um the Werner Herzog? Book? No, I haven't read it yet. So that was actually really cool. Um, okay. Twilight World, know, uh, yeah. yeah, it's the story of that that guy who hid in the forest for mm. however many years after the war ended, the Japanese soldier. Yeah, and it's um he does it really well. Okay. Um, like yeah, I really that 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 was a, that was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, kind of enjoyable book for me. He's brilliant, um, like one of her times. Uh, he's incredible, brilliant. right? Yeah. Like, but I, uh, you, you know, you know when when someone, I mean, look, he has written books before, but this is. Yeah. The most, I suppose, novelistic one he's done. Mm, yeah. Um, and, but like you always, I'm always a bit nervous when like someone who's like a master of a particular form tries yeah. their hand in another and, you know, yeah. often embarrassingly fails.
0: Yeah. Did you but, read um, Antkind Kind on that note? Like by Charlie Kaufman?
11: I, I didn't. I? You know, I've had it and it's, it's just so big.
0: Well, <laughs> just like- I can tell you there is a brilliant novella in that book. Yeah. So I've heard idea. that from
11: a couple of people, yeah. right? Like I don't, I, I don't know that I can commit however yeah. long it would take to read that just to, yeah. you know, go, I would have liked this, yeah. you know, as a little hors d'oeuvre. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think that, um, unfortunately the the brilliance is probably like pretty early on and then he crawls up his ass for the rest of the book and yeah. Proceeds oh, so I can to just read like the first, his the first
11: 90 pages and then that's it.
0: Essentially. Yeah. I would um, read the first 90 pages, get a pair of scissors and, uh, <laughs> yeah. End it where you feel like it. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I should probably let you go. Um. And have a good night. And
11: um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, um, you know, congrats on another excellent year.
0: Thank you. Yeah. No, it's been great. And um. Yeah. Wish you lots of luck with your writing, and hopefully you, you can smash Andy Lee off the stupid kids books. Uh, I can. I, my, you
11: maybe know. if I would it be like like Superman, or if I did like a monster at the end of the book book. Yeah. And claim that 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 I I knew I knew nothing about either of the the you know the the Grover monster at the end of the no, book. What you do? Or his.
0: I reckon what you do is you um, basically you cut out like pages from both books and stick them together, and then the monster <laughs> at the end of the book is like his plagiarism.
11: I... <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was actually my student. That's the funniest thing. Oh uh, wow! Okay. Yeah, he was he was my student back at at Melbourne Uni, and I always and so remember I was. You he taught would, law, right? I was teaching, no, I, I was teaching criminology. Okay. Well, um, well it's criminal subject.
0: behavior plagiarism. So well,
11: <laughs> I taught him everything he knows. Um, <laughs> we but got was, away <laughs> with it. So you must have been yeah, a great no, teacher. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I always remember him like saying, you know, because he, he was back on community radio back then. And yeah. he's just like, oh, you know, I've got to show with this mate of mine, Hamish, and, you know, we just do a bit of like, it's just hilarious to see that he's this, you know,
0: Freaking TV celebrity writing children's books. I know. Well,
11: writing children, you know, borrowing other children from (laughs) other children's (laughs) books, repackaging children's books. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what they all do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Cool. I will let you go. Thank you so much, Graham. Thank you. As always,
11: we will speak to you uh, soon, no doubt.
0: I think I'll have to come over and borrow those uh, New Directions books.
11: Oh, if you want to, like, seriously, I'm happy to lend them to you.
0: Yeah. Sweet.
11: They're Um, pretty easy reads. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: Alright. <laughs> Cause I'm a Jew. That is the end of part two of the Beyond the Zero End of Year special. Stay tuned for part three very soon.